Well done, Dax. You are the Heineken man of the match. Enjoy your supreme chalupa, Dax. And perhaps I'll join you in the Antioch Taco Bell for a... You recording? La Vida... What is Taco Bell's slogan? La Vida, for La Vida Moss Chalupa with you, Dax. Is that, the, is that the slogan? Dax, I'd love if you would meet me in what Smyrna for a... <laughs> what? What is, what is their slogan? What was... They're like old... I started it, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, well, they have that now... What was it? Went to like Chihuahua? Give me, a, give me a sound check, Daniel. Check, check. You're perfect. Talking about Taco Bell. You're perfect. What now? You saw, we were talking about Chalupa Supremes. Donald, what were you saying? Mm, that sounds <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, there was a loud slurp in one episode. That was He does. Okay. Well, uh, you heard that one episode. <laughs> I thought it was Daniel. actually a guy pouring a glass of wine. He does that every <laughs> minute of every episode. I thought it was a guy pouring a glass of wine. Actually, that was me. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, maybe I heard really that cool. too. So you keep in your ASMR stuff, but not mine? Huh? You keep in your ASMR stuff? I but keep in some of your stuff, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never listened to the pod, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Donald's never listened to it. You just do this, and then just immediately exits your mind. I can't listen to myself? Yeah. I'll download Dude, it. Dude, you know, yeah. all great artists, like, they have a hard time watching their work. So yeah. Um, that's sort of how, yeah. obviously, that's how Donald I, I is. I think that's um, very applicable to this situation. Yeah. Damn. Starting? Yeah, we gotta, start? get, we gotta get straight to it. Okay. Where are Holy we shit. Coming in extremely hot. It's Paradise Pod. Don, what's going on? Not much, man. Big day for Paradise Pod. If you've been hanging around with us uh, since we've been doing this, uh, you know, member of the Paradise Pod cinematic universe to the world uh, known as Nashville, to us now known as Daniel Ryan. Daniel making his full Paradise Pod debut. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. What's going on, man? Just unbelievably excited about what we just saw i'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around what we just yeah. watched i'm having a hard time crafting a narrative around this uh six goal nashville sc win against atlanta what just happened what did i just see <laughs> it's it's nice because we went from like last week where i think both turn, of us turn the tv down sorry <laughs> yeah. both of us last week were kind of like Super depressed, and I think it probably showed on the post podcast. Last week was our lowest energy pod for sure. We <laughs> yeah. both called that so out. So it's yeah. nice. It's nice uh, scoring more than one goal, first time ever. Um, we still don't have a multi goal score, I think. What are you talking about? On multi goal score. This is our first game where we scored more than one goal. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So let's back up. Nashville SC, we're recording Sunday night. Uh, Nashville SC just beat Atlanta at home, though, you know, home doesn't mean a lot right now. There are no fans in, in Nissan Stadium, but we just beat Atlanta 4 uh, 2. Previously, Nashville had not scored more than one goal in a game. That doesn't even yeah. sound true, but I mean, it's, it's true. And I guess this game is so different than any game we've played previously. So let me just maybe start us off with uh, Hani Mukhtar winning a corner in the first minute. Uh, Dax McCarty heads it across goal, and Dominique Baji gets his first goal for the club. Uh, thank God. I mean, I've been so, so – I've been really kind of driving the, the Dominique Baji train, not necessarily thinking that he's the best thing since sliced bread, but just saying maybe some people are being a bit too harsh on him because he didn't put away, like, two chances. But other than that, he's played really, really well up top. I was super, super happy to see him get a goal in the first minute. Yeah, I uh... – yeah, in the same way, I think out of the three, he's probably been the best striker. Um, but you want to know that knowing from like Twitter and Reddit where they they seem to criticize him. I don't know why, but yeah. yeah I, I does think, it seem like people are harsh on Baji, or am I just a, too much of a Baji fan right now? 
I think it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, he's definitely been good uh, hold-up play. I mean, he's been putting in a lot of effort. He's so physical. Uh, it just hasn't necessarily shown up, or up until tonight, it hadn't shown up on the score sheet at all. Yeah. So. Seeing a forward score a goal for Nashville SC was really a uh, tremendous <laughs> yeah. relief I yeah. think, for everybody. Yeah. Hey, I guess yeah. he's, our, he's our first striker to score a goal, right? First, yeah. I was yeah. forward, but first yeah, Leal center did, forward but yeah. to score a goal. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I'm glad it's him. It, I mean, he deserves it. He's had most of the minutes up there. Um, he had a great game. I mean, everybody had a great game. Um, just to try to craft a near. I mean, again, I'm struggling to even, like, you know, do, like, a, a narrative on the game, but, like, you know, we we went ahead in the in the first minute, twenty um, ninth minute. Thirty seven year old Jeff Lorenowitz uh, equalizes. Unfortunately, Dan Lovitz had a great season, but he he kind of lost him on that goal. Yeah, got kind of caught flat footed. Uh, it was a good ball in, uh, just a well executed set piece. I and thought. to me, at that point, I felt like shit because we were talking during the game. It was like. You know, as soon as we went ahead in the first minute, it was like, all right, how many times have we seen this Nashville SC team? How, how many minutes have they had a lead for? It was very few. And and we had given up an equalizer in this game in about the same amount of time that we gave up an equalizer in the previous game where we had held a lead. Yeah, Orlando, and then we went down like three goals immediately. Yeah, as soon as we gave up that goal in Orlando, or two things goals, yeah. just fell apart. Yeah. So, so I was kind of thinking, here we go again. I did too, yeah. That I mean, I, was, I came into this pretty pessimistic anyways. Um so I thought we were going to lose. So, yeah, no, it was nice to see us not actually fold after allowing one goal. I was fairly optimistic heading into tonight. Uh, I thought, you know, Atlanta has looked bad uh, for a couple games in a row. Agreed. And so I think this was really our opportunity. You know, we'd lost the previous two against them, and they're, you know, they've gotten successively worse every time we face them. So finally, you know, I think they – I think the narrative tonight is either Nashville finally had a little bit of a coming out party or Atlanta is really, really bad. Completely, so yeah. Maybe somewhere in the middle. But yeah, think, it's it's one of the two. Donald, is this win more a breakout win for Nashville or is it just Atlanta United sucks? Yeah, and I think I'm, again, going to be pessimistic. I think Atlanta okay. is just bad. Yeah, um, they suck. I mean, yeah. that, I couldn't believe how bad they were. Honestly, to me – even being like a Nashville fan waiting for this type of win, this multi-goal win, to me, still, even with all of that, this game is about how I'm fucking bad Atlanta is yeah. right now. And I can't believe it because they did everything right when they joined the league. They were the model of an expansion team that is going to succeed immediately. That's that how you want LAFC to took yeah. off. I knew that we weren't going to do that. Yeah. But that's obviously what you hope for. And, and, you know, they were the first expansion team that had success immediately like that and kind of paved the way for LAFC, who are now kind of the darlings of the league. But I can't believe how far Atlanta has fallen. I really can't. Yeah. It's been weird just because, like I said, they came in as like MLS Cup, one of MLS Cup favorites. I'd say probably like top three. They suck. And then they lose Yosef. <laughs> yeah, they lose Yosef. They lose Yosef. Then COVID hits and like they have a horrible tournament and then they sell pity and it's just been downhill <laughs> everything yeah. is going wrong for them they lost pity martinez well and that's not even mentioning managerial changes yeah that's uh, true yeah I, there, there's no real identity there no uh, we do I, I mean it's just a bunch of dudes on a it field. is funny yeah. though like they've had like i'm assuming yosef was a dp but they've lost two deep like each game we've played there's one less dp every game they're, do, they're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point yeah they're doing good business but it's i mean there's gonna be obviously the other side of that is they just don't have good players that are there yeah. put in the in the team right now and yeah. they did I think get that a, showed up tonight big time from what I, I think they did get a lot for pity which i mean will be nice they'll probably 
you know, buy someone. Once. And they turned a profit on Miguel Almiron. Yeah, like they'll they'll buy someone and be good again next year. But so that your point actually that they're still doing good business despite the results on the field for the first time in the club's his short history not working out. Maybe that not being a big deal because as a club they still seems like they're being well run. Atlanta United will probably still be fine, but and yeah, a- going into this game we were saying like, or at least I said that Atlanta is there to be had. That's a, that's a new thing because before this they'd been very solid. Gotta gotta get three points out of this game, and, and we absolutely did. I'm I'm I can't I'm tickled. I mean, it's great. To no, see. it's great. Yeah, I think this is still a brand name win in yes. the MLS. Yeah, you this know, is our they, biggest. They've been the model of how to build an expansion franchise. We went out, you know, get a big win at home. So yeah. I don't think you can, you know, downplay I, that too much. I wonder if this is where people. I wonder if the rest of the league understands how far Atlanta has fallen. Yeah, and maybe this is where they say like. All right, let's maybe have to start thinking about talking about worrying about this Nashville team. I think, I think they'll talk about how bad Atlanta is. I don't think is. anybody's worried about the Nashville team. Yeah, especially after like <laughs> watching mean, last week and like against, I worry about us all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am deeply worried. But after, I think that's after probably watching more like than, Alexi Lawless and them talk about uh, Nashville versus Inter Miami, it's like, dude, they've played way worse than us. Alexi Lawless, Alexi Lawless. Let me just clarify what we had alluded to in the last game he had has even after the game that he called he's not watched one second of Nashville I don't think he was watching the game yeah he wasn't watching the game no he just has talking points and inserts so then like talk about how good like Miami's been compared to Nashville as the expansion team and like I mean they haven't been that great like they're gonna uh, trash Nashville on this like they're just gonna say Atlanta's bad and not give us any props well we also sort of did that (laughs) I also (laughs) I, I I tell you what I agree with them but I don't. Let's keep running through the game. So let's give Nashville some props. So we gave up the equalizer to um, 57-year-old Jeff Lorenowitz, uh equalizer. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, Dan Lovitz lost him, who ended up. He's still been had a great season, and he, he's had a great. He game. made up. He made up for it. Yeah, he made he up for it himself. big time. But anyways, our second goal. Um, Baji scored the first goal, came back and assisted for Mukhtar to finally get his first goal. Honey Mukhtar gets his first. I mean, I, I can't, I'm having a hard time with the rush of dopamine from all of these like walls being broken down. Honey Mukhtar gets his first goal. We have our first multi-goal game. We beat Atlanta. What do you think about Honey Mukhtar finally getting off the mark? No, yeah, that's nice to see. And I think it's deserved. I thought he's been better the last like three, four games, which is nice. So no, it's I good. think yeah, I Hopefully, think you saw it tonight for sure. Yeah, and I do hope that like, yes, Atlanta's bad, but I hope this does give them more confidence, and we start to see them put it in the back of the net more. Daniel Hani getting his first goal, notwithstanding, since this first time we're getting you on. What is your opinion of of Mukhtar specifically right now? I think it's been up and down. I think yeah. there have been times where he's been really uh, involved in play and, and set some, some people up nicely, and we just haven't been able to finish it. And then I think there have been times where he has pressed the issue a little bit too much. I think we saw last week, I believe, he was just kind of shooting, you know, outside yeah. the box, being a little bit uh, ambitious. Yeah, I think I think frustration is a good word to use for that but tonight i mean you could you could see he was he was dialed in early i think it was good for the team overall to get a goal inside the first minute everyone's you know kind of buzzing after that and then for mukhtar to get a goal i think that does wonders for his confidence um, and his ability to to succeed in the mls i do want i listened to i think davy brought it up that um mukhtar's never played in like hot weather like it's always been cold weather mukhtar brought it up yeah yeah so i wonder if like that's also 
It's an interesting yeah. point, and people were starting to get frustrated with him, starting to, get, starting to get frustrated with the team a little bit as, like, we started to string together a couple of draws, and it felt like we just needed we needed a win. We needed this win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Seth, pretty harsh on Mukhtar. I'll be curious for his thoughts after this game. Yeah. But it was sort of a breakthrough for everyone. I wonder if somebody like Seth, who is maybe a little bit of a Mukhtar hater to this point, I wonder if he might write this off. I wonder if he might say, yeah, well, the whole everything just fell Nashville's way in this game. Atlanta obviously are, are in a horrible place right now. I wonder if people, I wonder if Seth specifically is still going to have game, those questions. So. <laughs> he's probably on the boat. <laughs> yeah, he's on the boat, so he didn't watch the game. Yeah, that's um, but no, yeah, I mean, two out of the three games since – Seth came over and watched it and was like trashing Mukhtar. He's put an assist to Liao and a goal now. So, so yeah. yeah I don't know Seth, but I think for the Mukhtar haters, that goal is uh, you know tough for them to see. Um, it was a nice goal. Abu yeah. Donladi took Randall Liao's place in the starting 11, and was that the only change this this time around to the lineup? Uh, Wynn came in on the which subs. I'm talking about starting starting, Yeah, that was it. Um, I was sort of excited to see Dunlady come back, and just throughout the whole game, and even before the game, in in our preview for this game, I said that maybe you would see Rios and Dunlady again, like we did in that one game where they were sort of dangerous up top together. Orlando, Orlando, yeah, yeah. and it's just something about Dunlady. I mean, we've talked about a lot, and when we were watching the game, Daniel seemed to agree that uh, this team lacks pace. And so for that reason, when me and you were talking about, like, who's a core player on the team right now, and we were just naming guys, and you were like, yes, no. And I said Dunlady, and you were like, well, no. And I was like, you're right, no, right now. But I think that Dunlady is a guy that could become very important in this team because he's pacey, he can get in behind, and he is – there's no one else on this team that can do what he does, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I do wonder – I made a joke during, after the first goal. Is this, is, does this mean Liao's on the hot seat? Right. Um, well, I mean, okay, Daniel. So, after this game, would you slot Liao straight back in in place of Abu Dunlady? Uh I'm on the record, obviously, as a big Randall Liao fan. Uh, love – Same you know more you know up to this point his aesthetic than his actual on the field production when are you gonna um, get a neck tat uh i've been talking you know to some artists <laughs> talking to some artists around time uh, yeah we'll we'll uh we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that well our, um, our the national sees neck tat game has gotten stronger yes, yes. which we'll, we'll, get we'll get to we'll right, get to right 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i think we're a trend is starting to emerge i think it's safe to say but i mean don lottie your layout right now the, the I mean, observation i made during the game we felt a lot more cohesive uh, moving through the middle third of the field. Uh, Liao, I think, has you know the potential to make some really nice passes, but there are a lot of times where possession seems to die with the ball at his feet, or he just makes Big really time. inaccurate passes. I mean, I think it's safe to say his passing accuracy is not, uh, you know, in the where you would want it to be <laughs> for a guy in that position who's going to be on the ball. You know, if you're doing what we want to do offensively. If you're doing that often so you know Dunlady was just a lot more consistent with the ball and you know put people and you he, know he's a good passer yeah he, he's a he's a good he's a good wide forward he's not a winger he's not a striker he's a wide forward he yeah. is the fastest guy probably on the team except for Alan Wynn who I want to talk about Woo. yeah uh, <laughs> um, but I mean what do you think about Am I am I creating a a, no, I, a conflict that's not there between Dunlady and Leal right now in my mind? I also am a Leal lover. Um, 
an LL, an LL, yeah. an LL cool. Yeah, we're part of the, J. the crew. LL cool J, LL ever. I did say jokingly, but no, I I think the next game you if even if Liao's healthy, I think and Gary tends to stick with like winning lineups anyways. But I think Don Lottie does start. That's not a napkin. That's your mask. Yeah, no, I just spilled beer all over me. Um, yeah, I think I still start uh, Don Lottie. And who knows? Again, Atlanta was bad, and if Leal scored, we could have scored five or six. Like, who knows what would have happened? It was maybe more Atlanta being bad. Than, well, and I think it's good to have options as well. Yeah. You know, no, I, mean, I think we great. saw what, what we could potentially be with Don Lottie in that spot tonight, and I think uh, hopefully it pushes Leal to yeah, uh, yeah. you know get back, get healthy, and – uh, continue to improve his game i do love me some pace though so that was nice to see it's nice to see it's been missing for sure so yeah. dan lovitz loses lorenowitz on atlanta's first goal but he puts uh atlanta united's brooks lennon in the motherfucking mixa and uh puts in a cross for dax mccarty to score yeah captain dax i mean and he had that goal and he had three assists in the game i mean he's gonna be mls player of the week in the yeah. league, yeah, he'll, he'll yeah he'll be starting eleven. Yeah, he's he's the stuff in the stat sheet for sure. Yes, three assists. Yeah, that's pretty. If good. you go back those and are, watch those the are goal, on numbers. If you go back and watch the goal, you though, I think it. that's uh, I think he's benefiting from some uh, generous. Yeah, so uh, we need ruling, to, ruling from the home field. We need to talk about that. So uh, Dax's goal is it going to end up getting counted as an own goal because it initially wasn't on frame? It looks like I, they're counting it as his goal. Yeah, I don't think that they'll change it now. I think Right, I don't know what the, yeah. the statute of limitations is on that. <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> like they would have changed it. And he was be pretty a goal. He was pretty self-aware about it too in the post-game interview. Yeah, he's so um, cool. He yeah, seems he like he's a good dude. Um but no. I don't know what we're talking about. I forgot. McCarty, is it his goal or <laughs> was not? Was it a goal or not? Oh, no, it was definitely an own goal. Yeah, that <laughs> but, was an own goal. <laughs> but he was the beneficiary of uh perhaps some generous uh ruling there yeah and you maybe brought up or i think daniel brought up that he would seem more in an attacking role he was game. up yeah he was up the field a yeah lot i wanted to tonight, bring up the fact that mccarty seemed to uh end up in a lot of really advanced positions um definitely seemed like it was like by design and a part of gary's tactics tonight and we haven't really seen mccarty that intentionally high up the field that consistently um, do you think we'll continue to see that? I, I was just really surprised to see that. I mean, I hope so. He gets yeah, scored three I guess. Yeah, he's involved, involved in every goal. Three assists, fuck. <laughs> I think I think we had grown accustomed to seeing Godoy and McCarty almost, you know, paired together everywhere along the field. They were kind of moving up and down with double with pivot, the, the very play. cohesive. One goes, one stays. And they were they were definitely uh, uncoupled tonight. You know, I think they were. So I think that's where you saw Dax getting up the field more, and obviously, you know, pouring in four goals. Maybe that's the thing because, like, I brought up before, like I. This team, obviously, I think the spine is the center backs, the keeper, and now the fullbacks, um, and then McCarty Godoy as the as the double pivot as the two man midfield. But you know, I had said that it would be nice if there was a another center mid option that could play in a midfield three with those two. And I don't think that we have anybody like that on the roster right now. But it'd be curious to see what could happen if like we could play a midfield three like that. It kind of looked like tactically what Gary just said was like, well, McCarty's just going to be that guy. He's just going to be fully box to box. We commented on that during the game. Like he was just totally box to box, getting really, really far forward. And maybe that's what 
helps to unlock the attack because what we've been missing is the final third, the final pass, the link-up guy in the final third, and maybe it's been there all along. Maybe it's Dax McCarty? Yeah, I, th I think whatever was, was working tonight, I think we want to go back and revisit that. I guess um, that's the answer. I mean, I guess yeah. Gary figured it out. I don't know that we've we've cracked it for the rest of the season. I'm too, okay. It definitely worked against a bad <laughs> right. Atlanta United yeah. team that all didn't right, seem right, particularly right. interested in all being right, all right. on the field tonight. So, that's very true. All right, so let me frame it this way. So I think that Nashville SC is, is the best team in the history of soccer right now. Now That's a take. Each one of you, tell me why that's not true. Tell me why what people was... like me need to calm down right now and, and maybe come back to earth. What... I was picking a game. What was the, what would you say? What tell get me off the Nashville SC hype train right now. Tell me why we're not the best team in history. Tell me why we're not um the like USA basketball dream team. Tell me why we're not the greatest team ever assembled. Why what would make you maybe bring somebody like me back down to earth? Atlanta's really bad. Atlanta's really bad. <laughs> we covered that. Um our first yeah, I think when you score what like point five to seven goals per game outside it besides this game like you're not like we're not the best team okay the previous games yeah yeah well, i would i would need us to i would need to see us do this again you need to yeah, see this us this, this has happened one time we have yeah, scored more we've scored one, one goal in, more than one goal one more time yeah then we can talk you know oh shit oh well Classic Paradise Pod style. We're also watching television. Colorado Getting Rapids. Some more hot MLS action. Appear there. to be uh, beating Real Salt Lake uh, 4-0. Another high-scoring game. Well, you know, high-scoring week in MLS. Honestly, it's nice to see another team get four goals. Not everybody can do this kind of thing, but Nashville SC. That's just what we do. Yeah, I don't um, really understand these teams that just don't score four goals. Like how? I know. Well, imagine being, we, we, imagine yeah. being a team that doesn't yeah. score four have, goals. Yeah. Like, have you just tried scoring four goals? <laughs> <laughs> the win rate at four goals is incredibly high. Yeah. So if you can just get to four goals, like, I mean, you're yeah, why don't you just games. try? But that's all you have to do is just try and you do it. Speaking of four goals, I mean, when you score this, when you're a team that scores like this, I can't even remember. Like, what, how do we score our fourth goal? I literally don't even remember. It was fourth that dribbler, uh, the Don Lottie dribbler, right? The, was, was Don Lottie the fourth goal? It was Don Lottie. Yes. Guzan came out and it kind of like squeaked right. past him and just yeah, sorry, slowly just, rolled. It was, again, it was pornographic. So many goals. It felt really good. <laughs> it was it was a nice uh, edge to release. Um, I mean, just to maybe close out our thoughts on Nashville's. Well, I did want to answer your question actually. Please. So I I think obviously we are in the middle of a build. You know, first season in MLS. I think we're doing exactly what we have set out to do, and I think there's something to be said for that. I think we wanted to build a team that was really, really annoying and just kind of a son of a bitch to play against in the back. So we're solid along the back line. I don't know that anyone particularly thought that Alistair Johnston would be part of that. He's made a big he, difference. He's been unbelievable at that right back spot. We needed to find it. And a solution. And he locked Maybe it down. not the answer, yeah. but a solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, so yeah. he's locked that down, I think. Uh, and it's it's interesting now. You know, we'd traditionally seen Godoy and McCarty in that coupled pairing, and now that we're seeing there's some dyna dynamic to that. You know, we, that doesn't have to look the same game in and game out. Yes. So we're, we're pretty solid up the middle, and then as we can continue to get more confident and comfortable – uh, in the final third, I think that's where we can really uh, make some gains as a team. But I think Gary's got what he wants at the back. I think Joe Willis has been a plus performer. Yeah. I think we're doing what we set out to do. Yeah. And I, mean, I think that is a lot of teams fail to even do that. It feels very USO year one 
where like we weren't great offensively, but you knew we like it was it was going to be a good defensive team. Yeah. Um, and just try to get the goals when you can. So since we've become friends via the internet, Daniel, this may, seems like a good question. What do you make of Nashville SC's online fandom? Do you what do you think of the of the fan base online? Obviously, we all went to like the USL games, and we'll all be at the at the games when we're back in the stadium. But the the online fan base is kind of a unique thing, and I think every team and, and fans of every team have their own kind of unique conflicted feelings on like the online fan base. Like I know Tottenham were known as being very like self deprecating. Mm-hmm. Um, other teams are known as being like super obnoxious online. Like I think of like Liverpool fans. What do you? How would you describe Nashville SC's online fan base to somebody that wasn't familiar with mm, this world? It's a tough question. Um, I, th- I think like you know the internet tends to push people to extremes one way or the other and kind of distill things down. And you know if you've heard it described as like a funhouse mirror or something, it's not, it doesn't reflect reality. It reflects kind of a, a distorted version of that. And I, I think. People are quick to move to, okay, you know, Randall Leal didn't play. We scored four goals. We don't ever need to see Randall Leal again. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're, we're quick to, and I say we because I am part of that Nashville SC internet fandom. Uh, we're, we're quick to jump to conclusions one way or the other. Um, as far as a cohesive kind of theme, like you mentioned, you know, Tottenham being self-deprecating or whatever, I don't know that anything has emerged around that. Yeah, maybe um, not. If- it's it's just it's hard to say, right? Yeah, it feels very like NFL fan base because NFL fan bases are very like hot takey. Yeah, like you'll have like a QB that just plays really bad one game and then they're like cut them. Yeah, like trade them, trade. Like, you think we're pretty hot takey on like the he had a yeah. bad game, drop knee him. jerk. Yeah, that, that feels knee jerk. That feels right. Um, and it it just feels like the people you interact and a lot of them are new and they're trying to learn soccer, which is fucking great. But yeah, it does feel like a lot of the like things you'll see in like the comments are very like knee jerk, which you expect from like NFL fan bases. Yeah. Well, and how many games have we played? It's like every game is such a significant part of like our club's history right now that we're like reacting so strongly because we've only played like seven or eight games. It's hard to be a soccer fan online. What what was us? I'm not trying to like whatever, but like being a soccer fan online, if you're like, you know, your friends that are, you know, more typical American sports fans, it is what it is, but um, it's doubly difficult when you're supporting what people see as a new team, and even though a lot of us have been following this, you know, movement of soccer in Nashville for a couple of years now, um, it, you're kind of you kind of double up on like the maybe imposter syndrome a little bit. I feel like people try to overcompensate for that a little bit online. Yeah, I, you can definitely get that. Like, yeah. please like my sport. Yeah. vibe it's like hey you know let me explain all this to you and and you know i think that enthusiasm is good and i don't want to lose that but also like we gotta let this thing marinate and it's not, grow to- it's not toxic i'm not yeah. try- i'm not trying yeah. to imply that like the nashville sc internet fan base is like toxic or generally everybody's really cool we met daniel we met yeah. we've met a bunch of people. we met david we met a bunch of people that are cool yeah through that um hey, I, I just thought it was worth maybe talking about and probing yeah, I think there's no, just I think a lot a fair of question. new soccer fans, and it's gonna feel like that. Which is fun. It's fun. Yeah, and we're all figuring this out together. Um, damn, I can't believe How that did didn't he go miss in. That? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been five. Anyway, Rapids um, Rapids should have had their fifth there. Probably not. Do we want to talk about any of the subs before we close out the game? Absolutely, please. Oh my gosh, 
Well, Give one, me... we I, do we even want to bring up David Akam anymore? Who? 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 Never heard of him. <laughs> You're talking about who? Yeah. Okay. Well, he played for Columbus, right? I think so. <laughs> We're going to play this at some him? point. He's right? dead now. I, I'm, he might honestly, allegedly be in Gary's basement. Have we filed a missing persons dead. report? We, <laughs> I saw David Akam on a milk carton the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, all right. So, yeah, the subs. Uh, David Akam did not come off the bench because David Akam was not on the bench. Wild move. David Akam does not exist. It's It's got to be like an attitude thing or something. Like, David Akam. Cause he's did not we confirm he's, that Gary Smith has a daughter. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. That yeah. was a big, we really got to figure that out figure, last I was, week. I was trying to avoid that. Cause I feel like that's okay. what I was going to say. And then <laughs> I pulled back. Okay. You, you can cut that out if you need to. No, okay. No, we will not. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to avoid that conversation. Okay. Cause I, 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 I was thinking about on the drive back from Cookville and I was like, dang, that was probably a bad thing to what say. What <laughs> did David Akam do to Gary Smith or maybe someone in his family? Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be. What? I not, mean, why? How? I don't know. What? What? Again, I don't. I don't, I don't no, know. In no scenario is he better at anything or Taylor Washington better at anything than David Akam. I thought you yes. were going to come for Alan Wynn. And oh, I no. was going to say, don't do it. No. Let's go. Alan Wynn, the standing, savior. We've been standing win. I'm, okay, well, let's... Again, if any USL winger should be, like, featuring in the games, it should have been Alan Wynn. Every, like, I don't understand 100% why. agree. So, our only fast player. So, the yeah. last time we've seen our friend from uh, the USL years, Alan Wynn, uh, on the field was at the uh, opener of the MLS season against Atlanta at home. He came on, I think he played, like, 15 minutes at the end of the game. He nutmegged somebody. He generally looked really good out on the right wing. And then we just hadn't seen him. He wasn't showing up on injury reports, but... Um, you know, you'd see him practicing with the team and he was sort of around. He finally got back on the field in this game. I thought he looked good on the bench, off the bench. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so he and Washington came on at the same time. So yeah. it, it was... A good little A-B test there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what we'll take away from it. I mean, the game was, I guess, out of reach at that point. I don't. When was the this second was, I think this Atlanta was a, goal scored? Yeah, I think this was, Late. Bef- this was before they scored the second one. But I think we were still parking the bus at this point, so we weren't yeah, getting we were sitting a lot super of deep. offensive opportunities, anyways. To like, but the he had two really good, noticeable moments when he did try to cut across, and then like, just not going to happen. The MLS, I guess. He won the corner though. He did win the People corner. That was good. <laughs> I was excited to see him back, uh, just because that that first game it was so exciting. And before yeah. this, the, before the MLS season started, um, we talked about you know, hoping that some USL guys would get a chance, hoping that some of our uh, guys that we watched in USL would, would just get the chance to take the field. Was, and then immediately Alan Wynn was like, he looked like he could be a, a little bit of a difference maker. And then now since the restart, we've seen, I know we're a little frustrated with Taylor Washington, but just in general, like Legrasse has made his MLS debut now. And like, it feels good to see these guys that we watched at first Tennessee park, like playing now in MLS and especially Alan Wynn, because I think he's got the most potential of those guys to be an MLS player. Yeah. Was this was all five subs USL players? Because they had Anunga, who what, didn't play for Nashville, but he played for... He's a, a USL Pitts. player still. I think he played yeah. Pittsburgh last year. Yeah, good call. Um, wow. Washington, Wynn. Wynn, Anunga, Washington. Rios. And then Rios. Rios. Yeah. Anunga. Who's the fifth? Was there a fifth? <laughs> well, yeah, four USL subs. I Either mean, way, that's a lot of USL guys. That's yeah. a lot of USL guys. Daniel, you were a USL 
fan guy with us. I, I wish we'd been hanging out at the time, but we've all met up now. But I mean, how does it feel for you to be seeing these guys that we watched, uh, you know, right there outside the window of Donald's apartment playing at First Tennessee? How does Love, it feel? To, how does it feel to see those guys? At, we are everybody. Already I'm, knows I'm where excited for the guys. But it's obviously. cool, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's. I'm, I'm excited for them. Um, the chance to advance their careers and you know continue to play soccer at a high level. For me, the fan service will never outweigh like putting the most competitive players on the field. That's what is always going to be more important to me. And the fact that I, you know, saw a guy play at First Tennessee Park in USL is cool. But if he's not the best player, or if that sub doesn't make sense at the time, I'm. Maybe We're talking more. about Taylor Washington. Everyone gets that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, Derek Jones was the other one. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so, so five, yeah, you're, you're five USL on. subs. Yeah. You're probably the first guy to call that out. I, I'm probably a bigger Derek Jones fan than you guys. I think he Donald's not high on him. Yeah, why not, should why should we believe in him? Well, I mean, I think he he played well tonight, and when you know what he was asked to do, but yeah, generally I don't I don't know that his spot in the the team has really been solidified. I think he's, I think he's he's gotten a start for this team wow. in MLS. Yeah. Isn't that kind of wild? Did. Yeah. I think there's like... Gary's not afraid to play. He's been playing them. Yeah. He's been playing our boys, which is cool because we were fans back then. But I wonder if you were a new fan in Nashville, so you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't expect any of these guys to actually play that yeah. were on this whatever it's USL than, thing was. Since he brought up like 11 dudes from like USL. They fucked yeah. up. There's yeah. not a strong correlation between having your yeah. guys from USL. I'm not very like sentiment. Like, I like the USL guys. Like, the game's really fun and they came and talked to us and we saw a couple, you know, at Von Elrods after the game. But, again, to me, I'm the same way. Like, you put the best player on, yeah. and there's not anything that Taylor Washington is better than Taylor. Yeah, and I don't out. think you'd find a lot of people that would disagree with that. Even, yeah. you know, the diehard. I mean, Taylor diehardest. probably also knows, if we're being honest. <laughs> uh, final <laughs> thoughts on 4-2 uh, win over Atlanta. Just to wrap it up, any takeaways, Daniel? I mean, this was, I think, what a lot of people were waiting for. To say, can we get over that? Okay, we can score one and try to eke out a win, probably a draw. Or can we actually press the issue a little bit? Getting up early, uh, I mean, we talked about it earlier, playing with a lead is something this team has done for a, just a tiny fraction of the season. So yeah. we, we didn't see a lot of that until we got back ahead with a second goal. But yeah, I think I think tonight you don't want to understate it, even though you know good teams beat bad teams convincingly, and I think we did that. Yeah. So you know, no matter how bad Atlanta is, that's still an MLS squad that we beat tonight. You know, I don't, they didn't just roll out you know their second string or anything like that. So I mean, we, yeah, we took them to the woodshed. That's fair. <laughs> I think I, I don't expect like four goals being a consistent thing, but I do hope that like if they take anything from this, it's just the confidence and we can, you know, hopefully score more than one goal again. I agree. And for me, the takeaway is just monkeys off the back, uh, a forward in Don Lottie scoring a goal, a forward before that in Dominique Baji, the forward in Dominique Baji scoring a goal, Dax McCarty having three assists and scoring a goal, us scoring multiple goals, us winning at home. Um, Oh, never mind. Yeah. It just felt like a lot of, lingering questions being answered um 
it was kind of a blur. This game was a blur to me, to be honest. I've, uh, I'm a little buzzed. I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a yeah well, we were, contributing we were, factors. We were, we were talking a lot during the game. So yeah, we it was were probably a, blur. a lot during the game. It was probably a blur because of that. You know what, though? Than... Sometimes those are the the fun ones that you really remember is when you weren't watching like the... every single, every single the, the ball floating around every single individual piece of grass and noticing it all. Like when you just can, it, when your team's dom, I mean, we dominated this game. I mean, we yeah. dominated this game. We're so much, we're so much better than Atlanta. And I said this going into this game is the reason we needed to win is because we're better than this team and we yeah. fucking won so yeah. it feels and, incredible and having lost the previous two and not even you know getting a draw we probably deserved a draw on our you know home opener um the game we played down in atlanta a while back that that was definitely the the pd martinez show and he's no longer with the team so i think Rip. he you, gone it's us have now. fun in where did he go saudi arabia saudi arabia <laughs> yeah it's beautiful this time of year. Yeah, well, uh, America's old friend, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, three stars of the match. Daniel, you obviously get uh, the first one? Okay, star. I'll take, yeah, I'll take the obvious one here, Dax McCarty. Yeah. Uh, great to see him in a more advanced role. I hope that is something we explore further. I think, Gary, kudos to him with being comfortable putting his players and giving them different instruction and not being stuck in trying to do the same thing week in and week out. So uh, way to go, Dax. Hell yeah. You want me to go? Please. Okay. I'll go um, I'll go Baji um, just because he's been getting a lot of hate, and I think this was good. Get his first goal. And he had a couple other really, really good chances that he probably could have scored. So I'll give it to him. I will give it to Hani Mukhtar. Um, very excited to Damn. see him uh, get off and running on the on the goal side of things. But he continues to put in really dangerous balls on set pieces yep. and corners. And I, I think that uh, he's providing a lot of value for the team that people are not really seeing there. Um, and, and just nice for him to get the monkey off his back. I mean, other than him, I would have said Don Lottie, but I just – I feel like everyone's been asking a lot of questions of Mukhtar, and for that reason, for him responding and having a really good game, I think that he deserves one of the three stars. So that's uh, easiest Nash- three stars of the game ever. Yeah, that's easy money. Yeah, we'll uh, score goals. I mean, this team's so good. Is this the best team in history? I think I asked I that question. I'm going to revisit earlier. that you question. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't like our answers, so yeah. yeah, yeah I'm going to ask you whatever, again. Man. I'm going to continue to ask until you give me the answer that <laughs> yes. I'm looking for. Yes, we're the best team in the world. <laughs> All right. Nashville 4, Atlanta 2. Damn, it felt good. Let's get to the news. My contact's falling out of my eye. <laughs> All right. So the damn news um, – shit <laughs> there's only two things man we got two. i know them i know what the news is we gotta talk neck we tats. gotta talk neck tats thank you you triggered my memory so the team has made its third dp signing we have signed the dp wait number nine. who's our second dp is leal so yeah this is okay. actually weird randall leal i think for the purposes of, of bookkeeping is now sitting in a dp slot okay. i think the club's plan is that if they do if and when they do want to sign another dp well he they sucks can, so they can cut him so. they can move his no. we're gonna cut him anyways <laughs> they can move his salary to a non-dp position so gotcha technically yeah. he's really i guess yeah we do have flexibility for another dp anyways we if signed we a striker one. we signed a dp striker uh we signed him on loan from mavika john der cadiz um uh, i think that we 
need to talk about where he fits into the greatest team ever assembled, Nashville SE. Um, now on the bench, I guess. I mean, is he even going to make our bench, Donald? I think I we know. start shopping him. Yeah. Who needs him? Just, re- just see if we can flip a can quick return? on him. I tweeted this before, but that number 99 is like such a cocky number to pick. It I feel is. like, yeah. Um, like I really, in, like I don't, for something just so stupid, like I enjoy like just having a player that just like that cocky. That he a shit stir a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you could tell by like the highlights. He also is very like arrogant. Which yeah. Is cool. So, obvi- okay. So who here, raise your hand if you've watched John Dercadis play a game. All right, none of us. So um, I have watched now all of the highlights of him that are available on YouTube.com. Um, and I've established an opinion of him off of that. But before I share my thoughts, uh, Daniel Donald, anybody curious for what you think Jander Cadiz will add to this team? So you mentioned that you were going to do that for show prep. So I purposefully did not do that. So <laughs> the things that I know about uh, Jander Cadiz, he is tall. He played Big for boy. Benfica, yes. and he was on loan at Dijon, and he scored a goal against PSG. Right. Yep, that's, that's correct. So, literally all I know, too. Uh, so. uh, neck tat. I am, he has a neck tat. He's got it. Well, duh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is worth reiterating. He has a sick neck tat. I am going to hold off on doing the whole YouTube highlight thing. Boo, give I, us a hot take. I, I did that with Hani Mukhtar, and we see where that got us. Hey. I was convinced that he was going to be just like this amazing uh, force in the middle of the field. It's tough. It, YouTube will give you an inflated right. uh, or yeah. different opinion of a player. Right. It's like, well, every time he touches the ball, he scores a goal. So it's going to be sick. Uh, <laughs> so I'm avoiding doing that. Every time he gets on the ball, there's going to be. Yeah. It's like techno music playing. I love where that's going. So, yeah, I'm going to hold off. I mean, he's not going to play for us for a while. Yeah. So there's some kind of like two week protocol quarantining when you enter the country on. Well, I feel like anytime the Venezuelan government is involved in a uh, something that needs to happen, you're probably going to... Those yeah. motherfucking socialists. Yeah, so that's going to be a, a bit of a drag, Damn. I think. Uh, so, he's got to get his passport figured out. I mean, I, I think, yeah, there's been some kind of squabbling about that. I, I guess if the team is willing to put him on the... Um, I'm sure we wouldn't have signed him if we right. didn't feel confident that we could get it. Yeah, they've said, like, but, he's here, he's coming, they're working but he out. is not currently in the United States. Yeah. Okay. So is that? So, yeah, uh, that was a question. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think it's done and dusted. They wouldn't be publicizing I don't think so. it the they way. Took a, he took a picture wearing a jersey. and It was definitely not in Nashville. So unless he got there in the last like three. Are you, days. Are you guys telling you me that he's not actually joining the team? Maybe I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm just, that be, again. I'm reiterating. I'm reiterating the things we do know. Damn. All right. Yeah. And honestly, do we? <laughs> Plus, need we don't him? need him. No. We scored four goals. <laughs> Plus, dude. we don't need. I do yeah. think. I, and we <laughs> talked about him over there. We've talked about it a couple times. Like we don't know if like strikers the actual like it seems more of like the buildup that's been our issue and not like it was that yeah. Though we do also does feel like we don't have a lot of finishers, but I, it does seem like getting the strikers the ball was the issue on a lot of. Well, games. I'm gonna I'm gonna take as granted that he is actually going to join the team. Um, Fair assumption. And um, all right, so everybody has been saying this team is missing a, a designated player striker to finish the chances that we are creating and finally start to bang in the goals and be the missing last piece of the puzzle for Nashville SC. So we signed this John Derricades. Um I've watched now all of his highlight videos on YouTube. <laughs> he's big. He's six foot three, but he is not some kind of like target man striker that sits on the two center backs 
constantly and that's all he offers and he's just a big body um he's actually i mean i think that he is going to have the quickest feet on this roster on the moment that he arrives in nashville um he's very fleet-footed um he has an eye for a pass so i mean what i saw from all of his highlight videos is the most impressive things about him were not the goals that he scored um i was impressed with his footwork He's, he, I mean, he's more of like an, like an attacking midfielder type guy just from what he looks like, from what he can do physically, from what he can do technically. Um, so I just thought that was interesting because it will either be confusing to people because they were just looking for uh, a fox in the box, a striker that just puts away the, the chances that we're creating and finally starts to score some goals for this team. But I think what people might be getting is a completely different type of player because... I think that he, I mean, he looks very, very talented and I'm, I'm more excited now after watching these highlights <laughs> than I was before. Um, I just think that people might be a little bit surprised at the type of player they're getting. He doesn't seem like all he does is score goals. He doesn't even seem like what he primarily does is score goals. So maybe people will be a little bit upset when he's not just immediately scoring goals. And I don't think he scored a lot of goals. I think a lot of people brought that up that like he's, we just signed a striker and he hasn't scored a lot. He's not. Um, Though I did see he's ahead of for goals per 96. He is ahead of what Carlos Vela was before coming into the MLS. Okay. Well, what I'll say is that I don't even know if you would see him starting up top on his own. I think that you'll see him starting up top with Dominique Baggi a lot, or maybe Don Lottie as a sort of second striker or winger like he was in this game, but he's not like he's not a, a round peg in a round hole slotting in just as a striker. But I think he has a lot to offer to this team, maybe in some other ways. Maybe he brings in Leal more. Maybe he is a, a different type of player than what people are expecting. Is, is my um, prediction. I know it's hard watching with uh, just highlights, but is he the first game he plays in? Is he the best player on the team? Yeah, you'll see is that. He, that um, good? Okay. He, he seems to have a level of technical ability and quality that I that no one else has on this. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, I just watch highlights. Like, I yeah, can, yeah. But I'm telling you, I don't think that he is like a a target man striker that that he's just there to score goals. And I don't know if that's How what old we is need he? either. Is he 25. Young? Okay. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's what we need is like a like I don't know if that's what Gary wants as a striker either. Yeah, that's not really what we were missing. Yeah. So, I think it'd be good. I mean, he again, he's 6'3 and Gary loves fucking tall people um cuz he likes set pieces. So, that'd be good. He's six oh, three, but is his... that why he didn't like a com? A com's too short. I think so. That could be it. We cracked the code, guys. A com, yeah. Uh, that honestly might be <laughs> Gary. Yeah, I wonder if Gary would like me. You know, no, because I'm average height. Gary's also very short. Is he? I think he's compensating. Maybe he's got little man syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Um, uh, anything else? Well, we I'm need? hyped for Jonder. Yeah, I'm hyped for Jonder. Anything else you are? we need okay. to say about it? It'll be, so it'll be two weeks before we see him at least, right? Do we two weeks? Visas and permits, right? Uh, yeah. Two I mean, weeks before, two weeks after he gets to the U.S., so it may be another week or so before he even gets here. So when will we see him take the field, maybe? Well, I think we we'll need to look ahead at our recently schedule. announced schedule. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Nice Good segue, segue dude. Yeah. Great that segue. I, for, I forgot to. So I'll preface that I don't think he plays any of the three games that it we just seems scheduled. Unlikely. Well, granted, I think all three are in a seven-day period. So, 
There you go. So we finally got the next phase of MLS's restart. We're leaving what they coined as phase one, where we were kind of playing teams from our southeastern district of MLS, uh, region of MLS. And now we know our next three opponents. The first is going to be league leaders, Columbus crew, uh, on Saturday the 19th. Really excited for that matchup. Yeah. Is that an away game? That is here. It looks like... Okay, I couldn't tell from the listings. I believe it is here. Ninety-seven percent sure it's here. We could see that's a good Jazzy me- yeah. Zardes play. Yeah, that's a good measuring stick. Uh, just should I talk about him? Where we really are? Yeah, um, Columbus is is the highlight of of. I think that's what everybody's excited to see yeah, is yeah. is us playing Columbus. But uh, the other teams were, that were announced that we're playing are DC United on Wednesday the twenty third, and then on Saturday the twenty sixth we play. The Houston Dynamo, but yeah, definitely fair to focus on Columbus given that they're the MLS league leaders. Nice. Colorado Rapids just scored their fifth goal. Um, <laughs> that was a nice goal. <laughs> RSL playing with 10 men. Uh, I'm talking about Columbus. We're playing Columbus on Saturday. We got three games. The 19th. Three games announced, but Columbus, what do you expect? What do you expect from Nashville SC playing the best team in the league right now? Um, come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> so Columbus has been obviously the class of MLS. I just want to say I haven't watched them play really this year. I don't think at all. I've watched them off and on. They, so they brought in Nagby from Atlanta last year. So again, contributing to Atlanta's woes. Yeah. Uh, he's been incredibly accurate as a passer in the midfield and uh, Zardes is banging them in. Um, yeah. So they they've just been a really really tough team to to face up. Sort of funny that Darlington Nagby and Jesse Zardes would be the centerpiece of the best team in MLS. Maybe that's not funny. I don't know. It's just those are two guys that I think a lot of people that follow the men's national team for the U.S. are like those are good players. But you hope you could improve on those (laughs) positions. But they're the guys that are you know leading soccer in this country right now. Nagby's. You would Nagby feels like a like national team level player. Like he probably been one of our best midfielders. Um, Zardes, yeah, those that type is borderline should be not playing. But you would hope you would have. I mean, Lovitz is the same way. Like he shouldn't be playing on the national team, but he's been a top five left back. So um, predictions for the Columbus game. I'm going to say that we do a Germany Brazil on them and we win uh, seven to one. Bold. Um, predictions for the Columbus game, Daniel? Uh, I mean, I do not expect that we would win the game <laughs> against Columbus. Uh, Come on. I, be, I think, be brave. I think we could maybe hold it into a low-scoring affair and maybe maybe eke out a draw. I, I don't know. We're going to call that prediction a draw. We're going yeah, to call that a 1-1 draw if everything falls yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, this feels like a like going back to pre-COVID, like Portland Timbers type game. Where yeah. like Obviously, they're the better team. Um, I don't think we'll like leak in a shit ton of goals, but I'd, I'd see like a two-one win for Portland or Columbus. Seven-one uh, Nashville. I mean, okay. I stand by it. Would love to see it. Face in the sand, not the last mafioso.
Your number one sport, football. Yeah, I'm a Dolphins fan. Yeah, I'm a Michigan. I'm it's a, a University of Michigan college football fan. Is the main team in my life I've supported before Tottenham. He was a Red Wings fan, and then he jumped off the. As bandwagon. a child, I was a Red Wings fan. Did you do the Red Wings thing? I guess so. Yeah, he went. From, <laughs> I haven't heard that. Term he went, yeah, he went from Pred. It's a. It's been a thing. Yeah. Um, I I'm a Pred Wing. My stepmom is a Pred Wing. I can't stand the Preds. Um, mostly because I went to eight games a year or four games a year when they were in the same division and like just grew. It was a rivalry. I understood the, the divisional rivalry and yeah. was like, okay, don't be too um, one thing or the other. Right yeah, now. and I'm very like don't like I'm done with my sports. Like when I have a team, like I'm like that's my team. My sports fandom. So I couldn't as I try to do in all things is modeled off of Tony Kornheiser, and he seems like he. He he describes like the New York Knicks as like the team of my youth, you know, when he lived in New York as a kid, and he talks about being like a New York sports fan. But then he, you know, he generally seems like he supports the teams where he lives. So when he lives in like DC, he's like a Nationals fan, and to me that made a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, like first of all, fandom is such a weird thing. I try not to criticize anybody. I mean, the the only annoying thing is when you see. Like, I feel like you don't see this as much as you did a couple of years ago, but you'd see the Twitter profile picture and it was like Barcelona, USC football, Duke basketball, Yankees baseball. Oh, like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, what the, who are you? I've gone down. Um, I used to be like the guy that like, if like Red Wings were losing, I'd get so angry. Like I would be like, don't talk to me. Like tell like whoever I was dating at the time, be like, don't talk to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> like I'm so angry. And uh, I still buy jerseys, but I think, like, wearing jerseys outside of a sporting event is kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not – like, I know there's people that, like, Lou just wear jerseys, like, to the store. And I think that's now far – like, too far being a weeb for me. Like, I'm not that level anymore. Yeah. We were including this part? I don't know. Maybe. All right. So, Europe uh, – the Premier League has started back as of today. I got up at 6.30 this morning and watched – uh, Fulham and Arsenal, and since we have a bona fide Fulham fan here, I feel like we should maybe touch on that game and just maybe talk about our thoughts on the Premier League starting back in general. Daniel, uh, I, I we talked about this earlier. I guess the Full America wave maybe caught you up. How did you become a Fulham fan? Uh, my wife and I went on our honeymoon in 2015. And we started in London and wanted to go to a match while we were there. One of the, well, really the only team that was playing was Fulham. They had recently been relegated from the Premier League into the championship. 
uh, hence making tickets more accessible. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it was fantastic. Don't have enough, you know, can't say enough nice things about our experience at Craven Cottage or with the uh, the front office at Fulham. Yeah, you said you were treated kind of as royalty coming over from America as fans. They were like, my my wife was was pleasantly surprised because she was just kind of you know enduring it, um, you know, as something that you know I wanted to do as part of the trip, and she was going to go along with it. But it ended up being a really cool experience. You know, reached out to the club ahead of time, figuring out what the best way for us to get tickets and, you know, what our, you know, best chances of getting in were. And uh, they ended up being very accommodating, you know, set us up with some some nice uh, seats and some pre-match hospitality. And then also even included us in the match day program, which was really cool and has become uh, a really kind of unique uh, keepsake for us, for for my wife and I. So we'll, we'll always have that memory uh, on the banks of the River Thames to uh, to look back on. And for better or for worse, Fulham smoked QPR that night for nothing. So I was like, all right, this is sick. Like <laughs> these guys are going straight back up. Uh, they almost got relegated that season. And so I've now been up and down with Fulham. Well. I've been up with Fulham twice. We'll see. Yeah, the this, rest is, of your, this is your gets. second promotion from the championship yeah. as a Fulham fan. Yeah. Uh, we'll do some predictions for maybe the top four of the Premier League uh, here in a sec. But uh, do you think Fulham stays up in the Premier League this year? Man, it's going to be tough. I mean, I'm a realist. I can't see it. <laughs> let's do a it's tough, it, let's do a re- uh, top four and real relegation prediction. Okay, cool. So, yeah, uh, top four predictions, Donald. Why don't we go ahead and put you on the spot? Um, Who wins the league? I'm gonna go f- start at four. Okay. And wow. Look at I'm all gonna go. Out. I'm gonna go Arsenal. Wow. Yeah. Um. They just got William, who's came from the best team in the league. What wow. are your thoughts on William? Do you rate him again? No. Look, you keep bringing this up because you took like one <laughs> thing out of context. Donald thinks William is shit. He said, no. "Get him out of my club." When he was at Chelsea, so, get him out of my club. There's probably a little bit of American bias in this, but Frank kept playing. William over You have Pulisic. 15 seconds to talk about Chelsea because I can't. You do this wow, Chelsea shit every wow. fucking time. I can't he do it. He kept playing him over 10 Pulisic. 10 seconds. Wrap it up. Wrap and, it up. Uh, Make yeah, your predictions. So my issue with William's not him, but just how he was used. He's a good player. He's fine. Whatever. Arsenal 4. Arsenal 4. Uh, 3. I'm going to go Chelsea. Can I talk about them? Sure. They're good. Okay. That was Why me. are they better than last year? Well, do we have to get. I don't. We don't have enough time for that one. So here, just, here's what. Go ahead. Get, round their, out your top four, and then I want to share my thoughts on Chelsea money, right now. They bought the wow. league with their. I don't, we, we don't need to get into the. We don't need to get into Roman Abramovich. Don Ramon bought the league. <laughs> the Don. Arsenal uh, four, Chelsea three, and yeah. then where do you have uh, Man City and Liverpool? Presumably, I'm gonna have number two, Liverpool. Yeah, I think they take a step back. Okay, and uh, Man City wins the league. Okay, what do you think on top four, Daniel? Uh, one and two, I feel like are interchangeable there. Everybody's going to say Liverpool. City or Liverpool. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that we spend a lot of time on that. Coin toss. Give it to one of them. Just, yeah, you got to give yeah. it to Just one. what do you think? Just first thing that comes to your mind. I think City will be back. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's more competitive. I mean, I think it, it was it's not more competitive than people remember, I think, last I, year. It was competitive know. from like three to like seven or eight, maybe. Like, I, and no, look, I agree with that. And luckily, 100%. me and him, like, both were in that, like, tier of teams like Chelsea was fighting for a spot uh Tottenham was fighting for Europa League that was knock on Tottenham but um 
but yeah, no, it was very competitive from like three or four, which we had interest in. So I guess that's probably why it was enjoyable for us, but everyone else probably not. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, the Arsenal, I mean the Arsenal pick I think is a little bit misleading just because Fulham is terrible. And they looked really, really yeah. strong today. So I, I'm not ready to put them in the top I would have picked them before this game, just for record. Well, okay. That's fair. Yeah, no, I didn't watch this game, so I have no idea. But I, oh, wow. I okay. thought I, – I like uh, – I can't pronounce his name, but – Yeah, so you wanted me to post about um, Inter-Miami signing Iguain, And so Simplecast, where we, where we host the podcast through, has this feature where you can recast, like – 15 seconds or 30 seconds of previous pods. So I was trying to go back and find where we kind of jokingly predict or, predict, or we were ahead of, we were joking that we were ahead of uh, what's his face? Fabrizio, Fabrizio Romano. Romano on the, the Iguain to Miami move. Um, and Donald, who always fucks up the pronunciation of names worse than anybody on this podcast, uh, he he fucked up the pronunciation of Gonzalo Iguain so bad that he basically turned it into a racial slur. I mean, yeah. incredible. Honestly, I don't even know how you did I it. I almost said the N-word, apparently. Yikes. It doesn't even make any... It beggars belief. It doesn't even he, make any sense Higuain. how you could even pronunciate it that bad. It Higo, Higo, Higuain. And <laughs> yeah, now you say it like and that. he played for Chelsea. He played for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we couldn't share that. But um, I think with Chelsea, here's my question. What's your top four? Well, let's just talk about Chelsea oh, we for didn't, a minute. Did we finish your top four? Did we? Well, I didn't... So yeah, interchangeable. But yeah. Yeah. City, 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 Liverpool, Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea will probably be up there, and then I mean, you want to go, Man United? Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So, I think it's interesting that Chelsea has spent. I mean, they've spent double anybody else, yeah. right? At least. I th- Keep on, Josh is not gonna hate on this, no matter for what. For sure, He's I'm hating. Chelsea chater, I'm trying Chelsea to. Hater. I'm doing all the bad voodoo I can produce on the Chelsea because I hate them. But he also said like Frank was going to get canned in the first month. No, I didn't. And then, yeah, you did. No, I didn't. We did. a Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. We were talking about it in our like <laughs> soccer group chat. You thought Frank was, we're going to need to see. You said he was too early this. to sign. And then in a month he was coach of the month. I had questions. I still have questions. So my are questions are now, okay, Chelsea, no one else has, has made huge transfer, Fee signings. No one else has made expensive signings except for Chelsea. I was asking today in the in the Soccer Boys DM. I was like, who has spent a lot of money on transfer fees outside of Chelsea? The only people um, really is Man U with that Donny Van de Beek. Okay, whatever. Um, and then it's just Chelsea. They, I mean, ninety million whatever euros pounds on Kai Haver. Um, they spend all that money on Chilwell. Um, Thiago Silva comes over on a free. But I guess my question is. I mean, I think they're all good signings, yes. But what happens if we get 10, 12 games into the season and um, the defense, which was not great last year for Chelsea ever really, um, hasn't improved and they're not playing well? I mean, at what point can you start? I don't know. And I'm probably biased. I just don't see how the defense could be worse than it was. Even with the same four, but then you're adding in, but like it's well, the only part of the objectively Chilwell, Chilwell at left back, who I think Chilwell is really good. We don't have a natural left, like so we we were always playing with like like Azzy was a right back that was playing in the left back spot, and then you had Alonzo who's more of a wing back, like so we're actually adding in a like actual left back, like 
I can't see a scenario where that's worse. But the center backs were a problem. Yes. And then the question is, is Tiago Silva the answer? Because it's the only center back that they signed. So you're gonna play you're gonna be playing Silva and probably what, Rudiger? Zuma. Well, played a lot towards the end of the year. You're gonna you think it's gonna be Silva and That's the what most people are predicting right now. What do you predict? Uh Rudiger was not good for us last year. So I would say him or Christian Zuma or Christensen. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But what Rudiger did just thing. like just, Rudiger did just recruit Timo Werner and Kai Havertz. With the, they've spent so, so much more money than anyone else. It right. makes me wonder how quickly they would pull the rug out from under Frank if yeah. he were not yeah. producing know, with all of the money that has been spent on these players. That's all I'm saying. Fair question. Yeah. You thought he was also going to get canned at the beginning of the the season last year, and then Pochettino got canned at, in like a month. So. Your judgment's off on him. Top right. four, I think Sheffield United wins the league. <laughs> Leicester City second. Yep. Tottenham Hotspur third. Yep. And fourth, I'm going to say Full America, baby. Tim Ream. All right, what's your actual? Takes the armband. And uh, that's what your top four looks like, folks, Premier League. I would be fine with Tim Ream being <laughs> yeah. buried on Are the Are you going to give an actual top four prediction? That's my prediction. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, what else do we need to hit? I feel like we're closing it out. We're in hour six. Um, Listener cues. Let's hit the cues, baby. For, huh? Do we want to talk about any of the big days for the national men's Sorry, national team? Sorry, guys. I lost control of this podcast like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on the subject of Europe, any talk about the U.S. men's national team and the other leagues? We don't want to talk about the leagues, but maybe just highlight like Josh Sargent scoring a goal. Being man of the match, Tyler Adams also being man of the match. I think he just did. I think he just did. How was it? Yeah, I guess there's no other commentary. We did have the first ever uh, American to feature for Barcelona's first team. Conrad De La Fuente. Yeah. That's an exciting thing. Huge. Daniel, how, what is your fandom of the U.S. men's national team like? And what, like, how, what is your fandom of the U.S. like? Is it important to you? It is. It is. I attend, you know, virtually every match they play in the Tennessee region. So obviously the Nashville games, been down to Chattanooga, saw us play the January camp game against Jamaica a couple of years ago. I think that was Jordan Morris's debut. That was a fun game. Uh, it was cold, very cold, but uh, you know, it was cool for Chattanooga. Kind of a Did you go ra- down to the Atlanta like Gold Cup? thing like probably like six years ago no we did i was curious if you were there that would have been cool um that was when we went down to watch mexico for the second game it was the most fun i've ever had at a soccer game but that was incredible that was one of the coolest sporting events i've ever been to Yeah. yeah it was it was insane do you follow the like youth that's over there do you think this is a golden generation Wow. Uh, golden generation is certainly a strong term. Um, I, I don't follow the youth as closely, uh, okay. probably as, as you guys, but, uh, you know, I do keep up with, uh, world cup qualifying gold cup, uh, g- generally, you know, watch the friendlies or attend those when I'm able. So who's your favorite U S men's national team player of all time? Great question. I mean, Clint Dempsey. Oh, so is, I feel like that should be Dempsey with like, yeah. the Fulham ties. But see, I didn't get on the Fulham bandwagon but, until but even after then, all that. Like he's a, they consider him like a club legend, right? Yeah. And Brian then, McBride. He more. scored their most goals in the Premier League, Clint yes. Dempsey. And yeah, then, he, was, he was unbelievable. Um, but. but he's also like 
a top three for most people in the U.S. men's national team yeah. as well. So, like, yeah. the fact that he's top three probably as well as the Fulham connection, I feel like that's yeah. an easy Dempsey one. is awesome. So, Who's your favorite? Uh, U.S. men's national team player? <laughs> Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley. Okay. <laughs> I really am seriously. I thought you were going to pick, Bradley. like, Wando or something. No, no, no. Yeah. It's Michael Bradley. Yeah, You I were was... so high on Wando. Like, you were talking Wando no, up. I feel like you were before the World Cup, last World Cup that we were in. My then... thing was, I think my whole point – my whole grudge was that somebody that is a consistent goal scorer in MLS could bring some value to the U S men's national team. Yeah. It seemed like a hot take at the time now, or even then, I think that's a pretty fucking rational thing to think like how many fucking players are there in world soccer that are United States nationals that consistently score goals at club level. Some of those guys are going to be MLS. If it's a guy like Chris Wondolowski, who's a leading goal scorer in the league where the national team is housed of course he's going to get chances. Of course he's going to make the squad, and I'm happy to see him there, and I was happy to see him make the World Cup squad, and I, w- I wouldn't change it even knowing that he made that miss against Belgium. I think he was a, a good addition to the roster, a smart addition. I thought it made sense. Fair. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, what else do we need to hit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, run, all right. Run this ship, dude. Let's close it out. I'm going I'm to I'm run this oh, we got ship questions. into the ground. Please hit us with the listener cues. Let's do um, it. Donald's list. What is it? Donald's it's question corner. Donald's, Donald's question, question corner. corner. Yeah. Um, well, half our usual questions are here. Do you have any questions, Daniel? Yeah, Daniel. We, <laughs> we'll do a live. We've been, we'll, we've been discussing them. Uh, generally, my question would be, is this something that we can expect to see more of, or was this like a, an aberration? I think this will be our most fun result of the season. Yeah, I don't think we'll score that. I think we're somewhere in the... This feels like I, an aberration. This did, feels... This doesn't make any sense. This 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 game doesn't make sense in my my narrative of the season yeah, in my it's head. A, it's a cop-out answer, but the like even the games before, it felt like we deserved more than one. Like what we were scoring... But I don't think we're scoring this much. So my cop outs were somewhere in the middle of this, I think. Yeah. That's that's probably the right answer. Yeah. And the rational one. But hot take, I think we'll score four goals minimum every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> Do you think this helps with a, you know, budding rivalry with Atlanta, which is obviously what MLS I, wants. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. It feels good. Like, to, it kinda, feels good to be Atlanta. We kind of put it on them. Yeah. It kind of it, it didn't get chippy chippy at the end, but there were some some fouls. Yeah, and I'm trying to find the quote. There, like one of the Atlanta players. There was a there was a quote that they were more talented. Yeah, from yeah. Like yesterday. Was, they ran in the. I think AJC. it was Robinson. Yeah, Miles it was Robinson. Robinson. What a stupid thing to say right now. And they're so, so they're so bad right so now. So we and we clapped back. Uh, so whoever's running the National SC Twitter account, good work on that. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I think these are the types of things that add a little bit of zest, a little bit of spice we to needed, a rivalry. We needed something to get the Atlanta Nashville thing going because that needs to a be a draw tonight yeah. would have been very disappointing. We I needed think. to win. And we yeah, did. I think needing to win, going out, getting the win, scoring early, giving up the equalizer, and then coming back and scoring three more, and then giving up a kind of a random one at the end. I mean, it was there were a lot of goals scored tonight. I'm not used to as a natural SC it's, fan. It's hard goals, for me to so. wrap my head around it. It's hard yeah. for me to understand Six it goals is a lot in of the goals. context of the rest of the season. I don't know. It's going to take me another week or two maybe to 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 fit this game into the story in my head of Nashville SC season right we'll, now. We'll like probably 
put up a goose egg next week and it'll just bring everyone back down to earth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I need. I, yeah. That's that's what every single week what keeps me going is a <laughs> is a low scoring draw from Nashville. Let's see. I don't know what to do with this. What the fuck do I do with this? Yeah, you can answer this briefly. What do you think? Or how much of a factor do you think having a full week to prepare for this game versus playing two <sighs> games in a week makes? I'm really glad you asked that because going into this game, we were that playing, was a, yeah. we needed to see what would happen when we had more than just two quick days, the quick turnaround. Ah, we got a new game coming. Um, we were wondering what would happen when we had some more time to prepare. And uh, damn, I mean, we had our best game of the season. Yeah, I don't know, up, man. Yeah. I think we made some tactical adjustments and really exploited a, a lesser. Atlanta United roster. I don't think Gary's been outmanaged in a game this season. Mm. The Orlando game? Orlando. They're just better than us. They're just better than us. Okay. That's my take. Um, last thing, long-time listeners. I questions. Huh? I never well, we answered questions. my questions. Answer I thought that was all we had. Other no, listener. No, all right, no. well, I'll shut up. Jesus, man. <laughs> You're the captain. Why don't you put some real shorts on? Quit wearing swim trunks. Do some laundry. Jesus Christ. A lot of thigh Thanks, right man. now. <laughs> this guy's not even out. Uh, so we got John Habenreich. What up, John? Uh, what's, what's the up, starting man? 11 look like with Cadiz when he's ready? Uh, straight up sub for Baji or what? Uh, it's a tough question because, for me, because I really rate Baji. I think he's done well. And like I mentioned when we were talking about Jonder, I don't think that he is a pure target man center forward like a lot of people might think when they see six foot three DP striker number nine signing. Um, I think that you will see him up top in a partnership with Baji, and I think you'll see Mukhtar from the left, Leal from the right, and McCarty Godoy in the middle. Maybe Mwil has to drop back to accommodate uh, God. He's coming into the lineup. I don't know. It's my take. What do you think, Daniel? You know more about this guy than yeah, I do. Yeah, so you're so, the only one that watched highlights. So, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with that. Uh, I mean, I think we'll see different iterations. I, I don't think that Gary is going to try to force it one way or the other. And it's just – it's hard to predict now what, how this guy's going to interact with the team, gel with the squad, and uh, ultimately what that will manifest in terms of formation. So uh, I, I think if, if you're saying he's not a true just – lone striker then i don't think a straight swap for baji makes sense again it's one man's take from 15 minutes of youtube well, like i said i'm, <laughs> pur- I'm purposefully ignoring the youtube hype yeah so we'll see if, he, if he's a more creative donald uh, does uh does Cadiz take baji's spot in the starting 11 um again i i you're gonna know so i'm gonna go off yours you guys keep saying i know i, I don't <laughs> i mean you're no more than us i just I, I did i i have developed just for the sake yeah i've developed an opinion I mean, on like him. A, like i've a developed an opinion on him which situation? i think the the opinion that i developed on him yeah from watching him on youtube i was surprised he was not the type of player that i expected um but i'm, I'm just a guy i don't right. know my take is uh Baji gets cut after he gets in the lineup. Just oh, boo. He's off the team. <laughs> I hate that. Um, all right. So just to wrap it up. We still have, have more questions. God man. damn it. So many questions. This no, is, we don't. No, this was from Andy. You, you can't shortchange Andy. Andy's question corner. Uh, talk about the signing, obviously, with today's result. Is that a sign of team's chemistry? Will we ever be a possession team? No. Not with how, yeah, I don't think we are. Gary's not trying to be a possession. Uh, the new signing will fit in the way we just described. And as far as possession, I don't really, I don't care to have it. I don't need it. Okay. Um, four of our subs, it was actually five, 
uh, tonight with USL players. Does that show strength in scouting? No. No, I don't think that. Yes, I think we recruited players to USL with the intention that they would perhaps join the MLS roster, so I'll, I'll disagree with you guys there. Well, so Jones and Rios, yes. Those were guys that were signed to the MLS roster. Maybe. For sure, I yeah. mean, Gary, Gary was brought in from day one in USL, and I think that there was a plan that, hey, if you don't fuck this up too bad, you're going to be our MLS manager. So he was involved in bringing guys in from that first season in USL. Um, he, you know, he managed guys like Taylor Washington in USL, and even if we don't see something in them, he saw something in them before we knew who they were. So I'm, I, I'll disagree on that one. I think that um, we brought guys in two years ago because we thought that they could be doing this now, and I think we're seeing it pay off, and I, I give credit to the club for that. Cool. That's a good answer, actually. Thanks, man. Yep. Well done. <laughs> thanks, uh, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Proud uh, of you. Not much, man. <laughs> upcoming schedule against other teams, finally – Philly. Oh, that's not a question you just stated. <laughs> uh, that's it for my questions. What do I do with that? All right. <laughs> so, long-time listeners uh, will remember us suffering through quarantine together with the Paradise Pod goes to the movies series. Um, Daniel only listened to one of those. He said, I "Well, the Ladybugs one." Well, was great. From that, and just from you know our discussions around that time period, uh, one thing that we uncovered it was that. We always say dudes rock. Of course, dudes rock. But what we saw in those movies is that dads rock. Um, would you say that dads rock? Uh, you are a dad. Um, have you indoctrinated your child yet with uh, Nashville C Phantom? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm a dad. Uh, Do dads rock? Dad's rock. Hell of yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to dads. Um, shout out to my dads. Or my dad. Dads around the world. Yeah, all the dads. <laughs> uh, Must be nice to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, confirm sex As ever. As a confirmed yeah. sex ever, <laughs> I can confirm <laughs> that dads rock. You going to make it? <laughs> I'm great. Um, yeah, in terms of indoctrination, I am definitely pushing all of the Nashville professional teams on my son. So, based on the way that your uh, young child is is acting right now in their infancy, what type of soccer player do you think that they will become? Do you see your child as a like a defensive midfielder or yeah, like a flashy yeah, striker? Yeah. What do you think? I think a deep lying uh, defensive midfielder with a creative flair, but really high work rate. <laughs> yeah, is, is what I'm looking You've at. Seen a lot of work right out of this kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 tireless effort um, in uh, you know throwing toys about the pram and all yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> loves to just you know all hours of the day just putting in work. So he'll probably be a lunch pail kid. Yeah, bringing that lunch yeah. pail gritty. That's what we like to yeah. see here. <laughs> yeah, real blue collar. You know, punching the time card. Are you a Titans fan? Yeah. Uh, so are you all Nashville? Oh, yeah. So growing up in the area, I remember when the Titans moved here, uh, my birthday was actually the Music City Miracle. So Whoa. Yeah, so that was a pretty cool birthday present. Um, Damn, that is a good one. That is awesome, yeah. Yeah, Was it a forward pass? What's that? Was it a forward pass? No. no. (laughs) You can draw a I believe you, man. You know. Anyway. Uh, uh, Big Titans, uh, so definitely pushing my son in that direction. Uh, Love the Preds, Nashville SC. Uh, trying to avoid him being a Vanderbilt fan just because it's the worst. Save him the trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs that force foisted upon them. 
you know, if he ends up going to school there, sure. But um, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Be a Blue Raider. Make yeah. him a Blue Raider fan. Yeah, that, sure. I think just that might be a better outcome. Ass whipped by Army. Dude, Army's a good football program. We've we got into this already. We don't know. Yeah, all right. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. No. It's been a long time coming. Pleasure is all mine, guys. This has been very fun. Uh, you know, hope to do it again somewhere on down the line. Well, you've now officially made your full debut. This is great. And you've, this is great. you've been a part of the Paradise Pod cinematic universe. Now you're a, a full member of the Avengers here. And uh, close it out, Don. Signing off. Yep. Cool. Cheers, guys. Peace. Big win. Thanks. Woo!